Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host Sam, back with another episode. Extremely happy to be back with you all. I definitely miss you. There have been some changes, um, some pivoting happening with Everything in Me, so you definitely want to stay tuned. So everythinginme.com has now changed to www.everythinginme.card, C-A-R-R-D.co. Um, <clears throat> I've been kind of scaling back the business and just, you know, shifting and redirecting my priorities. So there's a lot of transitions that I'm currently going through that I think is important to note. And I wanted to talk about those things because I feel like sometimes we overlook them. You know, they kind of happen to us in a time where maybe we're not ready or we're not expecting it. And the reality is it's happening already. So what's the point of reflecting? What's the point of acknowledging it? We just have to adjust. The reality is, is that if we don't kind of come to terms with the circumstance and absorb it and understand its purpose, there can be a resentment, a resistance, um, confusion, um, a lack of kind of understanding of the process and what it's leading us to. And also understanding who, like who's spearheading this, like, where is this, you know, coming from? And so one of the major pieces that I think recently I've been kind of making sure that I'm aware of is that every, you know, every part that's playing in my life right now and how it's essentially adding up or creating the Tetris, if you will, of my life. And it's been a very interesting journey to get to this place. Um, Specifically, I think I've been going through a lot of different transitions in the last couple of weeks. And that basically includes like a physical transformation. So one of the biggest qualms, and I think a lot of people have this same issue, is their body and understanding their body and connecting with their body and, um, you know, trying to capitalize off of the body that they have at that given moment. Um, I understand that my body is going to be ever changing. It's always going to be changing. It's never going to stay the same. And I'm so grateful to have a body that is able, that is healthy, that is capable of many things. Although I have been kind of, I wouldn't say neglecting, but not necessarily prioritizing my body and seeing it as the vessel. I've been more or less kind of like, okay, body, come on with me, you know, on all these endeavors versus saying, I want to maintain, prepare, you know, take care of my body that will help me facilitate all the little things that I need to get done or all the things that I want to get done. And so with that, it it, it definitely means that I have to um, prepare or use my body in a different way. So, um, you know, I've posted about my weight loss journey and that experience before, but Just to touch on it really quickly, um, I've always struggled with my weight. It's gone up, it's gone down, it's gone up, it's gone down, and right now it's up. And I, you know, enjoy feeling good because I have energy, because I'm able to fit into my clothes. You know, I'm not looking to have a body that is reflective of, um, you know, the desirable body that, you know, maybe a lot of women may have or even men. Um, I'm looking for a body that is strong, that is capable of, um, being agile and energetic and flexible and relaxed all in, in the same bubble. 
And so a major part or component of that is to just make sure that I am participating in things that um, fuel my body or, you know, nudge my body in that direction. And so that's something that I've been trying to do or incorporating. And honestly, as an overthinker and learning more about just being an overthinker and what that means, and I'll touch on that really quickly too, as females, as women, we, because we can't, I wouldn't say can't, because for a very long time or even, even now, um, we have not been considered an equivalent to a male counterparts. Um, we've had to overcompensate in other areas and, and present ourselves as perf- perfect. And with that comes a lot of responsibility and a lot of preparation and a lot of um, additional stress. And so because of that, it's caused us almost like subconsciously to prepare ourselves in a way that is um, over-exaggerated and unrealistic. And I personally have fallen victim to that, whether I didn't understand it. I didn't know that was the case. That wasn't my intention. Um, But now that I'm learning more about the societal kind of pressures or expectations and norms, it's definitely caused me to rethink and unpack um, that that part of me. And so um, with overthinking and that sort of stuff, I've been kind of just allowing things to flow a little bit more and, and, and lean on healthier habits. So trying to swap out kind of unhealthy, you know, um, choices with healthier choices. So not necessarily saying like I'm a bad person because I don't do it or um, upset it because I, I created a whole schedule and I didn't stick to the schedule. Um, the time frame doesn't work. You know, looking at all the obstacles and kind of being um, overwhelmed, it's more of like, okay, I have an opportunity or I can create an opportunity. How can I make it a healthy choice? And so that's really what's been working for me where I've been able to be consistent. Now, granted, it's only been a week, but it's been <clears throat> interesting to see myself just kind of mosey on over to that, you know, elliptical bike and just do my thing and not really, uh, I mean, I still do, don't get me wrong, but it's not as um, hindering as it has been in the past. So I say all that to say, you know, adopting and going through kind of the roller coaster of life and walking through so many different kind of transitions. So I actually had COVID for two weeks and, um, well, I had COVID for a week, but then, you know, follow the CDC's, um, <clears throat> rule of just staying away from people for an additional five days with a mask and that sort of stuff. And so it definitely kind of set me back, um, as far as, all the projects I had going on, all the schedules I had going on. And it was really hard for me to just swallow that and take that in. Although I understood that was, that is exactly what was happening. And I needed to be present in that moment and not try to get up and run. There were certain things that were happening um, prior to that, not related to COVID or getting COVID. Um, that caused me to kind of be overwhelmed. And, you know, it's interesting whenever I see myself kind of spiraling, all of a sudden (laughs) there is a complete roadblock or a pit stop that happens that I didn't necessarily schedule. But what it does is it's jolting. It allows me to just sit down, be still, redirect, and focus on the things that matter. Focus on the things that make a difference. Focus on the things that, you know, are important. And so with that, it definitely allowed me to just kind of say, 
this is your path. This is what you, you have to get into. Towards the end, I definitely got really anxious and uncomfortable because I really, really wanted to get back into the swing of things. And this week is when I have been getting into the swing of things and I have been working nonstop, not only incorporating my wellness, but, you know, rebooting my, um, women's women founder, um, mentorship group, our overall mentorship group, um, you know, wrapping up events. There's a move that's going to be happening within my office. There's so many different moving parts that are happening. And, um, it's caused me to give out a lot of energy and I become depleted at the end of the day because there's only so much I can do, but there are pieces that I'm glad that I have um, made it a point such as stopping, you know, taking walks, making sure I'm active, making sure I'm making healthy choices with my food, making sure I'm surrounding myself with good people, good energy, requiring that of others, creating boundaries. There's a lot of different things that I've been able to do that have allowed me to sustain and not necessarily feel as depleted as I have in the past. And for people who have... Uh, experience burnout and who have been subject to being responsible for things that maybe we are not excited about or looking forward to, um, just knowing that, you know, um, I have prepared myself in a way um, to manage all of these sort of things um, really, 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 really makes me happy. It makes me feel a lot better. Um, I'm not feeling like, oh my goodness, this week has beat me up. I feel like I was, I was on the boat and I was rocking with it. And I was, you know, aware that it was going to be a rocky one and I was able to, to, to manage it. Um, I definitely am the type of person who's not afraid to jump into certain things and kind of just grab life by the, the the wheels and just go. But I've been trying to practice incorporating the things that allow me to feel more grounded. And I think that's key to transition. So if you're experiencing a transition now, what I mean by transition, there's a lot of things that would be fall under that umbrella. So a new job is obvious. Um, a life event is obvious. Um, participating in really anything that's different or new, or there's going to be a shift in schedules for you, or there's going to be a new routine that you're adapting. All of these things that there's um, a change or there's a redirection that's happening, the likelihood of adopting those things or absorbing those things in a positive, healthy way can be really challenging because Maybe you're accustomed to handling things in a different way and it doesn't necessarily happen. Um, you can also be, you know, resentful towards that experience. So that's also another reason why it may be really challenging to adapt. There can be many, many different ways in which your body kind of just like rejects it or has a really hard time with getting used to it or, um, you know, basically allowing that information to settle in that this is kind of the newest or this is the um, the path that you're going to be taking. Now, <clears throat> one of the things that I think that is key to transitions is not trying to do too many at one time. I think, you know, in the start of the year, we all had goals or, you know, things that we wanted to accomplish. This year, I kind of strayed, strayed away from that. And I kind of focused more on um, just being more 
meaningful or showing up for the things that I want to do, period. I didn't want, like, there weren't things, there are, there are always things that I want to do. I never have a thing that I don't want to do. It's not the case. That's not the case. I'm always looking to do something. Like there's stuff that I want to do. And so so I already had stuff that I needed to do or wanted to do. And I just wanted to live more aligned in that world. And so luckily enough, I've been able to participate in different things that affirm that I am along the path that I want to be. It's taken a lot of time (laughs) to do those things, which has been um, challenging, frustrating at times. But overall, I'm very glad that I've been able to kind of um, participate in something like that. Um, I'm hoping to continue to do those things and continue to align myself with those things. And a major component to transitions is having, I wouldn't say any expectations, but not allowing yourself to fall victim to unrealistic expectations about how you are supposed to respond or how well you're supposed to adjust to the newness or the differences in your life. Um, that can really set us up, set ourselves up for failure. Our body like definitely remembers and stores feelings, emotions, um, at different events. So for instance, if there's a resistance that you feel every time you participate in a new event, your body remembers that. And as that new event comes around or is on your schedule, it will default to that because that is what it's saved in itself for that. Now you might be saying, Sam, how or why would I be enthusiastic about something that I don't care about or something that I don't feel like is for me? Now, that's where we get into perspective. Um, taking COVID, for for instance, I had never had COVID. I had been really cautious about getting COVID. I never thought that COVID was gone and not returning, but I wasn't expecting, obviously, like I'm sure millions of people um, felt the same way, to get COVID in the way that I did. I was on a field trip. And one of the um, participants indicated that she was ill, but she was not with COVID. She was with bronchitis. And so I was misinformed and I took a test and it indicated that I didn't have it. So I felt fine. But then a, a day later is when I really started feeling the symptoms. And after feeling the major symptoms, going to urgent care, cause I was over having a cough, um, she indicated I had COVID and I was probably at the end of it because I'd already had all the symptoms. So that really kind of, you know, threw me off that that wasn't something I was looking to participate in. Luckily enough, I had already just kind of took the precautions of not engaging with anyone during me feeling ill because of the fact that she was ill. She participated in, in, you know, the field trip, which caused me to be ill. Like I just wanted to stop the cycle. So that helped, but the reality was that was not something I was looking forward to, something I was interested in participating in. And I was really, you know, dead on trying to avoid it for my entire life. Now, the the scary part about all of this is that you never know what um, things like COVID or any kind of illness is going to do to your body after. Now, I mentioned a cough. I had that cough and I still time to time have that cough. Um, I was luckily and lucky enough to go through it in a very healthy um, manner and not have any long-term symptoms. But the experience of being ill reminds me of being unable. It reminds me of being incapable. Um, it reminds me of being 
kind of setback. Um, it reminds me of being, you know, weak. And those are major fears of mine. Those are areas in which I've, I, it tests my independence. It tests my capability. It tests my mental. Oh my goodness. I can't even tell you about my mental, but this, this wrench that it's thrown into my life, that it's almost taken away. If you will, two weeks of my life, um, you know, was very, very <coughs> upsetting. <coughs> there goes the cough. Um, very upsetting. And it it made my need for control, if you will, you know, it aggravated it. It tested it. It put me in places that I don't think I've ever really been. So one of the big ahas that I experienced in that, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people may have experienced was I was, you know, dealing with COVID, staying away from people and just feeling isolated in so many ways. Now, there was an emotion that I experienced that I hadn't experienced since I was a child. And it was this idea of like unwantedness. And it was so prominent. It It's almost like you get to a delirium of like, okay, I'm in this boat. I know that I, you know, there's stuff I could be doing. You know, I couldn't really find motivation. That was a whole nother thing. But, you know, I'm in this boat, I'm in this circumstance and I'm making the best out of it. And then this, this sense of like isolation is there. Okay. It's fine the first couple of days. Cause I don't want to be around people anyways, cause I don't feel good. But then after I was kind of ready and knowing that there was a, a major, um, separation and with my partner, same thing. Um, it, it, it manifested itself as unwantedness, which which really surfaced a lot of negative emotions. And I knew in that experience that, you know, I had to sit with this, this version of me that exists, this child, it, you know, child developed and, and inspired, if you will, emotion. And so I'm sitting with this emotion and I'm looking at this emotion and I'm dealing with this emotion and I'm kind of just like, what are you doing here? Why are you still here? And it's funny enough because something that I've said for a very long time was that, or the last couple of months was that I want to deal with everything that deals with me that I need to heal, that I need to address, that I need to acknowledge, that I need to understand. And that includes the ugly parts. And so my perspective in going into it was like, hold on. It caught me. I'm not even going to lie to you. It caught me. I had a breakdown. I was very hot, inconsolable. I was in that storm for a second. I caught myself and I realized that this was not an emotion that I feel current day. This was an experience that I had as a child and I was reliving it because that was my default. That's what my body stored when that, that sort of situation came up. But the reality is now I am wanted. I'm loved. I'm acknowledged. I'm appreciated. Um, I'm supported. I have a community. I have consistent people in my life who want to see me win, who love me unconditionally. So I don't have the same exact um, experiences that I did before. Now, this goes back to the conversation I had a couple months ago when I was reading the book, Where Are, I mean, What Happened to You with Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Perry, I want to say. Um, great book. Definitely recommend it. Definitely check it out. And they talk about um, how whenever you experience traumatic you know, experiences, your body doesn't necessarily correlate time with the experience. So your body responds to the circumstance very similarly, you know, 
But the reality is our rationale of the experience doesn't come in until later. And I understood that thankfully. And so I was able to talk myself off that bridge and kind of say like, hold on, that was then, this isn't now. But I also was able to kind of say, okay, those experiences are very deep. And the only way for me to have been able to um, deal with that was that I needed to go to that place. Now, that's a major thing, especially when you're trying to transition out of allowing certain things to take hold over you. Having to go to a place in which you really don't like and which you really are not looking forward to can genuinely take you off. It takes you off everything you basically have, you know, prepared, if you will. Now, if you are in the space of which you can catch yourself as you're spiraling and realize I have the tools and I have the capability and I have the awareness now that I didn't have before, you can acknowledge the experience and you can also shape how you um, internalize it. Now, it's a scary feeling because those were the feelings of which I experienced when I was deeply depressed and com- wanted to commit suicide and felt unwanted, unloved and uncared about and you know unseen. And so it was extremely dangerous to be in. Um, it took me a day to kind of just unpack all of those things and really choose really, really hard not to default to that experience because, um, you know, again, perspective, like, do you want to look at the cup half full or half empty? And it was one of those moments where I had to genuinely choose what was going to be my vibe. (laughs) Who was I going to be? But luckily enough, I had the mentality and the know-how to remove all of those experiences. Now that transition within the transition of COVID and that whole world was overwhelming. It was extremely overwhelming, extremely taxing on my emotional well-being. Um, but again, my perspective was that I have supportive people. I have people who acknowledge me, people who enjoy me, people who love me, who are supporting me. And so with that, I need to make sure that I align myself with those values and not default to the values that I had previously when I just didn't understand how valuable I was. Now, I've come through that experience in such a different way where I'm glad that I was able to, um, have that experience and I didn't really have anywhere to be, anything to do, but just be around because having that experience and then, you know, the next day there's responsibilities, you need some time. That was for me a very deep and a very um, strong rooted experience. And it took a lot to pull um, out of me um, a better version, a better experience. And I'm very proud of myself for being able to do so. Now, with the transitions that you experience, whether whatever the degree, acknowledge yourself, congratulate yourself, you know, support yourself, you know, be grateful. I'm so grateful to be able to share moments with my loved ones. I'm so grateful to be able to um, see myself in this space and see all the progress that I've made, small or large. Um, I'm so grateful to just have the opportunity. I'm so grateful to have my life evolve in the way that it has so far. And I'm really thankful that the the more that I do, the, the bigger reward, if you will, or the um, higher sense of gratitude that I feel about everything that I do. And I never want to um, 
I never want to miss that opportunity. I never want to not see the value of that. And so, you know, as time goes on, I'm still trying to um, unpack everything and, you know, recognize, um, you know, how I've been able to get to this place. But with the transitions that I've been experiencing, it's deeply caused me to say, okay, what are the things that I want to, you know, put into a permanent memory bank versus the things that I are very temporary and also seeing the path in which things took me in order to get the clarity that I have now. You know, a lot of people will say to me, oh, well, Sam, I don't know how you navigate your life in the way that you do. And I think um, I talked about this on my Instagram, everything in me, IG, um, that it's about my bubble. We all live in a bubble, whether we want to or not, we all live in a bubble and we let in different things, different information, whether it's, you know, visiting friends and family and, and seeing what that's about, um, traveling a little bit, exploring new things. That's when we're basically stepping outside our bubble. There are certain responsibilities and roles in which we play in our, you know, societal expectations or cultures. And, you know, that, that infuses our bubble. Now, one thing that I've done and I take very seriously is how I design my bubble. So one of the components of that definitely include gratefulness. So always having or spending time, you know, acknowledging the gratitude that I have for this life that I have. Now, I don't have a perfect life. I don't have a a life that is just bursting with only goodness and there's no bad days and everything's fine and everything's okay. Absolutely not. That just don't exist. That is not mm-mm. right now. I'm struggling with a, a, a moral, you know, objection and I'm trying to um, unpack that in a healthy way. And right now it's about avoidance <laughs> because I just, Ooh, that's a tough one. One of the key things, um, aside from the bubble and gratefulness and the elements in my bubble is ignoring is knowing when I have to step back and allow life to come in, allow God to come in. Um, I'm quick to be the problem solver and the person who um, fixes things. But the reality is there's a lot of things that I can't do and I'm not supposed to do. And that's what causes me a lot more friction. I need to step back and allow life to go in. So it's almost like assigning someone else to deal with the problem that you have on your team. And with God and with life and the universe, you have those components on your teams. You can definitely step back and say, boop, that's out of my wheelhouse. That's definitely, I, I don't get paid enough for that. That's going to be have to, a, a God situation. And there's some things that I've had to just drop to allow God to come in. And that's a part of my bubble to know the extent in which I'm able to create change or I'm able to see this through. I need to sit back and allow God to take heed and to take um, control. And I need to hands off, allow the circumstance to be what it's going to be. Now, another component component of my, my bubble is infusing things that serve me that purely just make me feel good, that purely are just here for entertainment, for learning purposes, for growth purposes, for opportunity purposes. Um, it's just, that's, that's literally the whole purpose. Like that's all we're here for. That's it. Just a good time. Nothing else. That's all happiness and joy. That's what we're here for. So that definitely, um, 
can be conflicting <laughs> because if you wear a cape, if you're the, you know, the superwoman, um, that doesn't necessarily fit in that bucket. That's one of those things that people are like, why are you doing that? What's the purpose? It's not your chores or your to-dos or your expectations, but it serves such a higher purpose to be able to know that I'm aligned myself with the values and the things that I enjoy and the experiences that I want to see in my life and um, saying to myself, yes, yes, you deserve that. Yes, you know, savor your moment with your dinner or savor your moment with this walk to your car and just look around and enjoy those moments and, you know, take the five minutes necessary to um, check on yourself and check into yourself, meditate, breathe, regulate your your body. Um, all of those moments definitely compile together, create such a, a beautiful um, element in which you can't have if you just allow life to guide you in a way that doesn't include your needs and your wants and your desires. It's the needs and desires of others. So it's a very scary place to be in if you decide to just kind of hands off it and allow life to take heed. Um, my bubble also includes many, many women, men, um, you know, non-binary, you know, you name it. Um, people who inspire the fuck out of me. They really make me feel like, Ooh, let's go up another notch. We're going up another notch. Cause I see this person going up another notch and I just get the, the jitterbug of like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's do this. Um, you know, I'm excited to see what's around the corner. I want to see what happens with this. I want to make this a new goal, a new opportunity. Like this is something I look forward to. This is something I'm, I'm waiting on. This is something I can see happening for me. So it creates, um, this aspirational concept behind, you know, what's next, what this new transition could be incorporating this new transition. And so that's something I'm, I'm very passionate about. I love the idea of just growing and absorbing and taking confidence from someone else and seeing how certain things require a lot of dedication and honesty and the people that I, you know, I follow and enjoy, they're very honest about the work that it takes to get the outcomes that they have. A lot of them do it themselves. And that also intrigues me. And I don't want to sit in the audience. <laughs> I think that's another thing too, is, you know, it's easy to sit in the audience and feel empathetic, excited, you know, um, nervous, um, you know, for someone else or for something else, but it's a different world to participate in something that, you know, seems grand or um, kind of far to achieve. And that's not something that I'm willing to, I don't want to be in that space where I don't get a, I don't get a try. I want to try. I want to participate too. I want to get in there. I want to get my hands dirty only because I know that that's the only way I'll be able to learn and grow. And I'm not afraid. And the reason why I'm not afraid and, and what I mean to clarify that is that do I afraid? Am I afraid that I'm going to fail? Yeah, I know that's on the table, but to me, what's more important is actually doing. And sometimes I do get into a writer's block, if you will, and I'll say to myself, "Let's go, let's just do it." Literally out loud. And last week was one of those moments where I had been putting off, <laughs> putting off, rearranging things, putting because I was waiting for a quote unquote the perfect moment or all of the perfect things that I needed to make that happen. 
when I had to just pull the plug. Sometimes it's really about jumping in the pool, even though you know it's cold, you can swim. And also, you know that your body will warm up to it. But the idea of sticking your toe in, waiting, no, no. Sometimes we just have to pull the rug from underneath ourselves and just do it. Like, just don't even think about it because that's the friction. The the act of actually doing it, you'll be fine. But it's the idea of getting to the other side. And I hope that this resonates with some of you all in a way that allows you to get off this episode, even if you deposit right now and just do whatever it is you've been thinking about, you've been pondering about, you've been trying to put together. Because even just talking about it just makes me excited because I got some new tools and I'm going to use them and I'm I'm trying to, you know, just make sure that I am being more aligned with who I want to be. And it's this, this exciting creep closer towards, you know, um, all of my aspirations, you know, all the things that I like that's serving me. These are the things that I'm talking about that serve me, that give me the energy and the willingness and the want and the desire to participate in life in a way that I feel like it's rewarding because I'm including things on the table that I want to reach, that I want to eat, that I want to enjoy, that I want to, you know, soak up. And that gives me the love and the lust for life. And that also sharpens and, and brightens my light because of how enthusiastic and how much I am leaning towards those experiences. And that's what draws good people to me. That's what draws, you know, people who are also in their own, in their own, you know, lane, trying to do something with themselves. And so that's not something I'm afraid of. That's something that I really, really, um, I'm happy that I include in my bubble because it allows me to share that with others and inspire others and motivate others, encourage others and cry with others if I have to, and then circle back and make sure they're okay. And all of those pieces, because it gives me life. It gives me energy. It gives me hope and opportunity, you know? And so once you feel like that, you, you can conquer whatever. You're like, listen, I'm going to knock this shit out so quick because it's, it's nothing. It's nothing, you know? So as you kind of reflect on your bubble, just take inventory. Where are things at? What are things doing? What, you know, little by little, start getting your, getting things that you, that serve you, that make you happy and pour into you, because those are the things that are going to keep you going. Those are the things that are going to keep you awake at night, that you're going to be excited by, that you're going to be looking forward to. Those are the things that, that are going to matter, you know, at the end of the day, those are part of your legacy. Those are part of your well being. And, you know, even though there are many, many things that are beyond my control, the things that are within my control are something, some things that I am ecstatic about. I am so looking forward to, I cannot wait. I am more than happy and more than ready and willing to get into. So hopefully, hopefully that this episode has caused you to really feel uplifted and opportunistic and excited about what's yet to come in your life. And this encourages you to view transitions as a page turning and knowing the book is, is still being written, but it, it, it still has depth and, um, you know, many, many different chapters to go through and, you know, all of them matter and all of them are important and all of them, you know, add value to the overall story. They, they tell a story within the story and you guys really rethink and reconsider some of the obstacles that you have and take care of yourselves. Take care of you. Take care of your needs. Push the boundaries. Learn more. There's so many things in this life that are fed to us that we don't really understand. 
we don't really get. And it isn't until we twist, test the boundaries or rethink certain things or, you know, learn more about different things is when we understand them. You know, I'm learning really about, I'm, le- I'm reading Melinda Gates's book, talking about gender um, inequality and women empowerment. And it's just so eye-opening, the different cultures that exist, especially my people, because I'm here in Miami, Florida, but the people overseas and in different cultures who are unfortunately, you know, expected to take on roles that don't really align with who they want to be and the way they see women. Um, it just breaks my heart, but it also opens my eyes to some of the things that cause us to be hesitant or, you know, rethink the order in which things should be done. I pray that, you know, in a safe way, you're able to challenge those norms and to rethink those norms. And even people here in the U S of a, we also share some of the gender expectations and roles and things like that. Um, I would definitely recommend that book if you're interested in just knowing more about women empowerment and some of the responsibilities and expectations and almost subliminal um, roles that we all that we play in you know society, not only just you know within relationships, but in um, <clears throat> degrees and our careers and you know, opportunities or sports, you name it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been very enlightening, but I just thank you all for rocking with me. I thank you all for just being around and you are amazing. You totally are, you know, just for leaning towards something that you feel like uplifts you. And I hope I do. I hope that you, I give you an opportunity to think outside your box and your bubble and, you know, spread your wings into something that you feel uplifted by and something that you feel like can shine your, you know, a little bit brighter because of, I definitely appreciate y'all and I will see you guys in my next episode.